Hello all, and welcome to Brewing with Jim, hosted by Jim Brewington. Jim is a pastor and a teacher, and has served in these roles for the past 45 years. He has worked in small churches and megachurches, primarily as a teacher serving both the hearing and the deaf population. We have surveyed the students here at CVCS and do our best to create a genuine conversation around the talking points the students want to know most about. Thank you all for listening and taking time to brew on Life's Questions with Jim. Hello all and welcome to Brewing with Jim. I am your producer, Grady Sanchez, and as always, we have Jim. How are you doing, Jim? I'm here. Fine, Grady. Thanks. It's nice to be back. And we have a special guest with us today, our good friend, Joseph Jasper. And he's going to help us shed some insight onto Jim's thoughts and expound upon our principles a little bit further. Joseph, it's great to have you. Hi, guys. It's good to have principles. I was going to say it's good to be in the podcast studio. I'm in here like every day, though. Uh, it's good to be on an episode of Brewing with Jim. Though. Oh, do you work here at CVCS? I very much work here. <laughs> yes, we I, all do. I very work at CVCS. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and what's your relationship to the podcast? I am the network director at CVCS. So all of these shows that we produce across campus, they all come through this studio, and I help run sort of the room. I help people as they come in and record. Not you guys, though. You know what you're doing. You can set it up for yourselves, That's and right. it runs itself, which is awesome. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I, okay, am, I depend then. upon both of well, you. I'll speak for Grady then. <laughs> Grady knows what he's doing um, and can set it up himself. But otherwise, when students come in here, I make sure that they have everything they need to record and be successful and be confident and that they know how to you know, if they stutter or something, it always kind of freaks them out. But I know how to help them and say, here's how you And you do a good go job, back. too. Yeah. Thank you. Sincerely. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's really a ton of fun. And this show, Brewing with Jim, is, uh, I mean, I could say it's one of my favorites on the network. It's not like there's 100 shows on the network, but it is inherently one of my favorite shows on the network. But it's great hearing sort of the... The, the banter, the wisdom, and just the, the way that all of that kind of mixes together on this show is really, really unique. So I'm honored to be a guest today. This is fun. I was it's just nice kind to of have you. I was in the neighborhood, you know, and I just thought, <laughs> why not why not just sit down? So, okay. Yeah. I don't know what's necessarily what do you want to talk about, Grady. All right, let's do brewing <laughs> with Jim and Joseph. Hey. And okay. So okay. the first question of the day is all about spiritual gifts. What are the spiritual gifts? Does everybody have gifts? Is everybody special? What What does the Bible have to say? How do we use them? And how do we know which one we have? That's only like eight questions. So that's yeah. really that's uh, good. Yeah. So I don't remember the ball. <laughs> my clipboard in yeah. here is small. I um, I did. Grady and I have talked about this because I do uh, know about this question ahead of time. The difficulty with this question is the difficulty I have with quite a few of them. This is a topic that I have taught uh, for a long, long time, decades really, and it is uh, an expanded topic. It's extensive, and I need to condense it to put it into our time limit here that we've set for ourselves, which is under 30 minutes. So I'll do the best I can. Most of the time, the people, I don't know who submitted this question, by the way. I never know. They're all anonymous. But sometimes these these questions come from people, uh, especially with a theological or biblical um, taint to them, that uh, from people who don't know anything about them. 
Did you grow up, Grady, in a church that emphasizes spiritual gifts, yes or no? I grew up in the church, but I did not have any emphasis on spiritual gifts. Some churches do not yeah. emphasize. Same here. Yeah, same. same here. Grew up in the church, but not Well, I kind things. of did, too. Uh, I grew up in the Anglican Church, but I pastored for 25 years in a so-called charismatic church that emphasizes sure. spiritual <clears throat> gifts. And uh, one of the—let uh, me start this way. What is a spiritual gift? Mm-hmm. A spiritual gift is a gift that comes to people who are Christians, but sometimes, even in the Old Testament, there were gifts given to non-believers in the Old Testament. But most of the time, to people who are believers, to perform a ministry that God has assigned to them. Now, let me start with who gets spiritual gifts. There are some churches, you know what, I'm going to back up one thought. Mm -hmm. This is such a controversial, argued, um, friendly, I hope, argument. It, within Christianity and uh, theology, that it has caused some divisions in churches and among Christians themselves. That's tragic. No peripheral topic, and this is a peripheral topic, peripheral to salvation. Mm-hmm. No peripheral topic should ever divide the brethren, and this one can. But at the end of the time that I get to talk to you, I'm going to tell you how to solve that. Mm -hmm. So that as you're listening to me, either sophisticated in this knowledge uh, or brand new to this knowledge and novice, uh, that you won't get sucked into any kind of any kind of situation that would stop the love between you and another person. Mm -hmm. Okay, there are spiritual gifts mentioned in the New Testament. There are some in Deuteronomy, but let's just stick to the New Testament. Uh, There is a list of spiritual gifts in Romans 12. There is a list of spiritual gifts in in 1 Corinthians 12. And 1 Corinthians 14 emphasizes a couple of spiritual gifts, prophecy and speaking in tongues. And between those two chapters uh, in Corinthians 12 and 14, is the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, Mm -hmm. that defines God's definition of what love is. Yeah. Well, guess what? It fits right in there by topic because love is the greatest gift of all. Yeah. And when we are given that gift of being able to receive love and then being able to manifest that love to other people, that truly cannot be done alone. It has to be done with God's power. Yeah. All right. Now that I've said that, and by the way, guys, interrupt yeah. me anytime. Any curiosity? Pops uh, a thought up. that I'm having as you say that is like, could you tell either Grady or I, if I don't know off the top of my head, but um, or anybody listening, what is the list? Do you have the whole list in front of you? I don't know if you do or not. But how big is the list? It's right here. Right. And I can took you, some notes, um, even though I think I don't need them. How arrogant can a guy be? Sure. So yes, there are. I don't know that we have time. I, matter of fact, I think I do know that we don't have time yeah. to define all of these gifts, and they're defined yeah. in different ways by different pastors, by different oh, man. Yeah. biblical people, by intelligent, educated Christians who disagree with each other. Sure. Um, one is prophecy, mm-hmm. and prophecy is usually thought of as something about the future, Mm-mm. and that's mm-hmm. the way... Secular Bible, uh, excuse me, secular dictionaries define it, but 
Prophecy just means talking about God, mm-hmm. and it can be past, present, or future. Mm-hmm. There is futuristic prophecy. Got to be really careful and make sure all that gets verified. But there are uh, any time that I'm talking about God, I'm actually, yeah. if it's truthful and biblical, and <laughs> I'm not right. making any mistakes, that is prophecy. Yeah. There's a gift of helps. So there are some people mm-hmm. who just always see needs in other people and sure. help them and reach out. Some people ignore that or don't see it at all or miss it. Um, teaching is one. Mm-hmm. Teaching is one. Um, there are a lot of people who are fairly skilled teachers, but they don't have the gift of teaching because they lack the love component. Mm-hmm. Boom. Think about that a minute. Exhortation is another. Encouragement. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible tells all of us to encourage each other, but some of us are better at that than others, yeah. and we're better at it uh, spiritually if we are given that special gift yeah. of exhortation. There's a gift of giving. Yeah. People who are generous and who give to others yeah. as a way of life. Uh, mercy is another one. Love, of course, mm-hmm. we mentioned. Gift of hospitality. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. <laughs> my wife. You're, hospi- my, you're, you're hospitable to me being yes. on your podcast, at least. <laughs> yeah, but if my wife were here, there would be food and there would be, right. you know, you got to clean the baseboards before they get here. And sure. there's the whole idea of making people feel comfortable yeah. and, and satisfied. They're a gift of wisdom mm-hmm. where there are educated people uh, who have PhDs who have very little wisdom. And the wisdom ultimately comes from God because he is omnisapient, mm-hmm. omnisapient, all wisdom. Uh, so we can have knowledge without wisdom. That's a gift from him. There is a gift called the word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to define that one right now. We just don't yes. have the time. Gift of faith. Well, we all have faith, but mm-hmm. sometimes we need uh, a little oomph in, in the faith to win. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference between triumph sure. <laughs> and, and no triumph is a little oomph yeah try and triumph uh gift of healing god does all the healing mm-hmm. but we can pray for healing and perhaps affect healing i've got stories behind every one of these i wish uh-huh. i had more time uh, gift of miracles mm-hmm. uh gift of prophecy we mentioned distinguishing of spirits knowing which spirit is the Holy Spirit and what spirits are the unholy spirits. Mm -hmm. And how do you distinguish that when you're in a situation or talking to somebody? There's the gift of tongues, which is argued about uh, Mm -hmm. frequently. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you ask me specific questions, (laughs) I'm thinking about any of these. And if we have time, I'll be glad to go into them. And the interpretation of tongues. Um, There are four spiritual gifts that are in Ephesians chapter 4 that are not to individuals, they're to the church. You have mm. to look at the context. It's and plural. those four, yeah. yes, the four gifts are apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor teachers. Pastor teacher is one concept. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. four. Don't confuse those given to the church with the others that I mentioned that are given to individuals. Yeah. yeah. All right. Does, um, does everybody get a spiritual gift? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit distribu- distributes these gifts in accordance with his will. Mm-hmm. 
There are some churches and large conferences of church denominations that will say you get a spiritual gift that is particularly yours when you are saved mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit indwells you. I would disagree with that mm -hmm. because, yes, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. It's part of our salvific experience. It's part of what happens to us when we're saved. Mm -hmm. He now comes within us, if you will. And... Uh, his power in a special measure is given to us, but it depends a lot on our obedience. There is a verse that I almost never hear when people talk about spiritual gifts, and it's Acts 5.32. The Holy Spirit is for those who obey. Mm -hmm. Whoa. That can't be salvation because mm -hmm. it's possible to be saved and be a Christian and not be a disciple. I was that way for years. I was saved, mm -hmm. but I didn't really submit myself to the Lordship of Christ. Yeah, I recognized him as sa Savior, but I didn't recognize him as Lord until one day when I did. And he and I had a chat about this. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when we recognize his Lordship? I'm going to tell you about a prayer that is the most difficult prayer for anybody to pray. And it's only two words. Mm -hmm. It's use me. And if you've got the guts to say that <laughs> to God and you mean it, he will use you. And off you go. Fasten your seatbelt. Mm -hmm. Buckle up because yeah. you're going to be in ministry now. Uh, <laughs> and if you follow him, he will bring you an assignment. An assignment almost always shows up in the form of a person. So here's yeah. a person. Now, what do I do with this person? I don't know. It depends upon what that person's need is, not necessarily what they claim they want, sure. but recognizing that need, which is a spiritual gift to a word of knowledge. All right, now that I've got this person in front of me, let's just say the person is physically ill, mm -hmm. and I want to pray for healing for that person. So I pray for healing for that person. Does the person get well? Well, either here or after life on earth, mm -hmm. but there have been people who have been instantly and stunningly to me healed under my hands while I was praying for them. Mm -hmm. Would I say that I walk in the gift of healing? No. It's like I have a job now that I have a Lord. Sure. And I go to the job site. Mm -hmm. And picture construction, but double think this and think about yeah, your ministry yeah, yeah. too. Okay. We go to the job site, and here's my first day, and I'm told to go over to the tool shed and check out the tool that I need for the work I'm going to do today. Yeah. So I go over there, and I get whatever tool it is that I'm supposed to have, and I don't really know how to use this or how to hold this or what do I do sure. with this. I just have to, I'm not quite sure how to use it. But I get over to the job site, and there's some other people who are using the same tool, and I watch them, and I become more proficient at using this tool. Do I keep that tool for the rest of my life? I would say no. Mm -hmm. I go to the tool shed the next day and get the tool that's appropriate for that job. These tools are spiritual gifts. Sure. Now, there is a large denomination that says that everybody gets a spiritual gift when they are saved. Sure. They're using a passage, passage in John. Mm -hmm. When we are, and it's John 20. When we are saved, 
we are given a gift, the gift of the, uh, excuse me for this, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It isn't a gift of the Holy Spirit. The it's gift. the <laughs> definitive article yeah. of the Holy Spirit himself. Yeah. Yes, we're given that gift. Is that the toolbox? That's like, it, it, does that oh. analogy make sense? You're now given the toolbox? I'm given, the I'm yeah. given, yeah. no, it is not the toolbox. Okay. The I am to get gi- into the shed. <laughs> I am given the comfort of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We Christianity often talks about a relationship with Christ yeah. and friendship with Christ. Yes. Can we have a friendship with the Father? Yes. Can we have a friendship with the Holy Spirit? And many Christians I have talked to about this that I have no idea. Well, the answer is yes, because the Bible talks about the friendship, the fellowship, the koinonia, the fellowship mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. That does not mean that he has given me a particular gift at that moment. Right. All right. I think that we are created individually with a tendency toward a gift. I don't know that I know what I'm talking about here. It's just, it's not biblical. It's just from my observation. Mm -hmm. Picture yourself at a large family table, dinner, think Thanksgiving or whatever come together. And there's a kid at the table and he spills his milk. He knocks it over. You watch all the people at the table, how they react to this. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to get up yeah. and get him some more milk. Somebody is going to go over and put their arm around him and comfort him. Somebody is going to say, if you had put your glass here, you would mm-hmm. not have spilled it. So remember yeah. to put your glass over here. Somebody is going to get uh, whatever is necessary to clean up the mess. Some. These are all spiritual gifts. These sure. are tendencies toward spiritual gifts. Yeah. I would not be the one that would want to clean up the mess. I would be the one who would go over and tell him how to do this so this wouldn't happen again. <laughs> sure. But I also would probably be the one to put my arm around him and say, you know what, everybody at this table has done this. Don't yeah. worry about this. I've done this myself. <laughs> you see how that yeah. kind of manifestation of love differs? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now... Um, there, I, I'm not quite sure where to go next because we have yeah. so many yeah, different that's one of the questions, questions yeah. is, um, can you get more proficient at a spiritual gift? If we relate it to yes. the toolbox or being able to learn how to pray and pray for healing or in all of the other spiritual gifts, can we get better at one if we so choose to focus on it? I think we can it? become more loving and more expressively uh, loving to people while we are performing, uh, is performing an okay word? Yeah, while we sure. are performing those those gifts. But the countenance that we are to have is the glory goes to God. The giver is always more important than the gift. I don't know an exception to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe some company who's trying to give you a calendar so you have... <laughs> <laughs> but so you buy more stuff. Sure. The giver is more important than the gift. But there are some churches, um, Pentecostalism, charismatic churches, and there's a difference between the two, uh, and other churches, evangelical uh, charismatic churches, who will experience a manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit during the service. 
And sometimes the people think if they haven't seen the intensity of a manifestation of the gift of the Spirit, we'll walk out of the church and say, I didn't get anything out of this today. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not here to get anything out of this. You're here to put everything into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the church is not your vending machine for emotion or pleasure. It's a place where God's love can be shared. Mm -hmm. But one of the problems with, I I don't want to broad paint, sweep, an entire denomination, but one of the problems with churches who emphasize the spiritual gifts is they tend to turn inward. And they are looking at themselves and they're looking at the manifestation of the gifts within the service instead of reaching out to the community, instead Mm -hmm. of reaching out to others uh, and so forth. I have seen that. I have... um, I did 25 years in pastoring a charismatic church yeah. uh, without parole. No, I did 25 <laughs> years. I, I loved it, and I loved the people, but I always had to keep the people on guard that the gifts are not the most important thing here. The giver is, yeah. and have your relationship with him. Do you yeah. get better at the gifts? I think we become more proficient. Yeah. Uh, another pastor one time I, was, I worked with for years, and I made a hospital call. I went into the hospital and uh, into the room where the patient was and visited with the patient and then prayed with the patient. And I didn't know he was coming to see the same patient. And just as I was leaving, he came into the room. <laughs> and he said, oh, I didn't know you were here. And the patient says, yes, uh, Pastor Jim prayed with me. And this other pastor said, well, how do he do? How would he rate it one to ten? Is he any good at this? Does he know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, I think we become more proficient, uh, or at least more aware. Now, sure. some people say Christianese. Oh, I walk in the gift of hospitality. I walk in the gift of administration, which is one I didn't mention. Uh, there are a lot of skilled educators who don't have the gift. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean educators. There are a lot of skilled administrators who don't walk in the gift of administration. They don't have the gift of administration. They're lacking the love component. Mm -hmm. They can organize, they can file, they can uh, email, they can keep everything straight, but they're doing it as a routine duty instead of the love for the people that they are, who they are serving. Um, Is there there a test you could take to find your spiritual gift? No, please don't. (laughs) Avoid those. Yes, they're out there. They're out there. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't mean to be opinionated here. Don't ever do that. <laughs> no, they. Um, that would assume that I have one gift and that I excel in that one gift. People for years told me that I had the gift of teaching. I didn't. I ignored that because I didn't believe it. <laughs> Finally, I thought, well, maybe I do. Well, how did I know that tendency? Am I called to be a teacher? And the answer to that is, I think now that I was, because when I was a little boy, and I mean four years old, my dad, four or five, my dad would teach me how to play a game. And I went out and taught my friends how to play the game, and I didn't care if I played the game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to teach them how to do it. I have been teaching ever since. Yeah. I'm doing it right this minute. I'm doing it in my conversation with friends. Uh, it's just what I tend to be. 
is that my only spiritual gift and do I have it all the time? No, I fall flat on my face sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, you can get so good at this. I've spent 42 years in a pulpit. You can get so good at that and so used to it that you would have the arrogance to walk in the pulpit without asking the Holy Spirit to join you and you'll mm-hmm. fall flat on your face because it's all through him. Sure. It's all through Christ and his power that he gives me, the wisdom he gives me. Uh, people have looked at me and flattered me by saying I'm wise, but I'm not. Most of the wisdom I have is from God's Word. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on the difference between, uh, you, you, you kind of you alluded to this for a moment, and I'd, I'd love more information, because this is a question that's been in my head for uh, most of this episode so far. Can you expand on the difference between a Christian exhibiting a spiritual gift uh, as opposed to someone who's not a Christian who is just happens to be uh, hospitable or giving or you know generous that kind of you know what I mean? I can try. What, what, what is like the functional difference and what sets that Christian apart in their actions? You know what I mean? I'm not sure that the actions can be distinguished. Mm. I think that the actions might even be identical and the non-Christian might be better at it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of hostil- um, hostility. Hostility, wow. Hostility. <laughs> Hopefully the non-Christian I walk in the gift of hostility. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> I'm thinking of hospitality uh, yeah. right now. There are some people who are really good at being hospitable and their houses are open and they welcome people in. And so... And as I think I may have mentioned at the beginning of this time, um, my wife, Debbie, is, excels in this gift. Yeah. The difference is that the people feel comfortable when she is doing this, and they sense her love for them. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, you could hire a catering company, mm-hmm. and they would be hospitable. They would get all the food served, and they would make everything look right. And I'm sure the ice, ice carving would be perfect, but <laughs> there's no love there. Yeah. The distinguishing characteristic is not really an identifiable, operationally defined statistic. It's the sense of this person loves me, this person cares for me, this person is watching for my comfort and for my um, well-being. Mm-hmm. That's my answer to that one. Yeah. So, like, is that suggesting, I guess, that, like, a non-Christian hospitable individual, <laughs> say they're not catering. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, my neighbor, who's not a Christian, has us over for dinner. Is that not an act of love? Is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah. What's the – I I don't know if there's a mm, distinction to make there. You know, that's that's all I'm wondering about. I don't know what the motivation for your neighbor to invite you over is. And uh, I don't know that the motive, the motivation could be, I just want to get to know you better and you're my neighbor. I feel a duty to get to know you better. Mm. It could be that um, we've had a couple of chats outside and we clicked and we seem to like each other and that we have uh, the same sense of humor. And so I don't know what the motivation is. Sure, sure. But the motivation, but the manifestation of the hospitality is love-based. That's true with every one of the gifts. The Bible says that these gifts are given to us for the edification of the church, Mm -hmm. the exhortation and edification of the church. Well, you and I are the church. It doesn't mean in the church building. Sure, of course, yeah. It means we are edifying somebody else. Mm -hmm. We are to regard other people as more important than ourselves. 
That doesn't mean they are more important than we are. It means we're to regard them that way. Mm -hmm. And when someone is regarded as more important, uh, that can be sensed. Sure. That can be received. And there, I think, is the distinction. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You've mentioned how love is a difference maker in all of these gifts. How does how does love extend or amplify a spiritual gift of just in the previous one uh, said without love, like their job isn't necessarily complete or without love, the gift of teaching isn't really there without love, the administrative the gift of administration doesn't get that much further. How does love extend or amplify that I spiritual think the results gift? of the teaching are there. The results of the administration are there. The, the worldly view and the evaluation of the product is there, but there is a lack of humility sometimes from the people who are performing the work. And I don't want, I want my idea to be put on my, by my name. I want my name on my idea. Uh, Romans 12, the same chapter that we talked about with the gifts, be humble. Don't take credit for everything or need to take credit. Regard the other person as more important uh, and so forth. That whole chapter at the beginning, I think it is, uh, talks about humility and goes, then goes into the spiritual gifts. All this is done for the glory of God, not for the glory of Jim Brewington. Mm-hmm. My name is not the one I'm trying to promote, and I need to remember that. And so there, I think, is the difference. The results may not be different from a non-Christian performing a service or a help Yeah. from a Christian who is given the gift of helps or service, but the essence is the same, uh, is different because there will be love and the person who is the benefactor, beneficiary of the gift is going to, if not emotionally or physically, see that, will spiritually receive it. Mm-hmm. I just had one final thought, and it was just, yeah, the, coming from that, the love is you're not doing your spiritual gifts to glorify yourself. It's to glorify God, and in that humility, in that love, in that extra essence of that gift is where it all comes into play. The diff- almost the difference in Joseph's question is what's the difference between a person who's hospitable, non-believer, and a person who is. It's that love. It's that glorification of, oh, that was a great time. I really want to go back to that person's house because that person is I- now idolized. It's, no, you felt the love There is something of God. there, there is that th- feeds me and nurtures me, yes. and that's the love. Yes. Now, I would say to the listeners, if you have any questions about any one of these particular uh, gifts that we talked about, give us an email, and we'll try to find time to uh, talk about that. It's uh, brewingwithjim at gmail.com. Yes, please reach out. We'll put your questions on the air. Jim, thank you for your insight. Thank you for your wisdom. And Joseph, thank you for spending time Thanks here on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining me. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do it again. Might do this again sometime. Who knows? Yeah. There we go. The commute is not far to the podcast room to your office. So we are thankful for you and all the hard work that you do. (laughs) And Jim, (laughs) and thank you to you all for taking time to brew on life's questions with Jim. Indeed. Take care.
topics covered and answers offered in Brewing with Jim mine the wisdom attained from a life of pastoral ministry and care. They do not constitute professional or clinical training or expertise in the areas of counseling or mental health. CBCS and its podcast network want to provide a platform for the discipleship of our community. Brewing with Jim is our attempt to foster that environment in a format that is accessible and open for all to partake in. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and may or may not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Capistrano Valley Christian Schools or its faculty. The material and information presented here are for general information purposes only. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.